Welcome to Anti-Aging Insights, where age is a state of mind and aging is a treatable condition. And now, here is your host, Dr. Terry Fisher. Hello there and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. As always, pleasure to have you along and today's episode is all about lip filler. If you have been wondering what lip filler is, or perhaps you have been considering if you want to get lip filler or not, or you know somebody that might be considering lip filler, then this episode is for you. Today I want to cover all the basics. I want to cover a little bit about what lip filler is, how it works, what is the actual procedure, how do I go about filling someone's lips if that's what someone chooses to do. We'll talk a little bit about some of the risks of doing the procedure, and of course we'll talk about the results that you can expect, who might be a good candidate for the procedure, and lots of other little tidbits about lip filler. So let's start off with the basics. What is lip filler? Sometimes the procedure is referred to as lip augmentation, and right off the bat, I wanna say that these are non-surgical procedures. These are all done specifically with just tiny, tiny needles, and that is all that is involved. The type of filler that we put in the lips is typically a filler made up of hyaluronic acid. There are a number of different types of brands of the filler, and there are a number of different types of consistencies of the filler as well. Some of the fillers have a thinner consistency, and some of them are quite viscous and more thick. And part of assessing which filler is appropriate lies with the responsibility of the healthcare provider or the injector. It is really important to understand what a person wants when it comes to having their lips done. And that expertise of the injector really has a huge impact from a number of different perspectives. But one of them is then choosing the correct filler because as an example, if somebody wants bigger, fuller lips, then we may choose a filler that is more robust, more viscous. If somebody wants a subtle, hydrated look to their lips, then we may choose a filler that is a little bit less viscous. And so this, again, is very important, and it's something that the injector should be taking into account when you are getting your lips done. Feel free to ask your injector about this by all means, I think it's a great question to ask so that you have a good understanding of what it is that they are doing and they have a better understanding of what it is that you want. So with that being said, in a nutshell, the type of filler that we use in a lip is typically a hyaluronic acid, but again, there are a number of different types depending on what we're going after. Now, what goes into the assessment for the lips when we do a lip augmentation procedure? Well, the most important thing is to assess what it is that the client wants. So in my case, when I assess a client for a lip augmentation, one of the most important questions that I ask is, what do you want? Because there are lots of different ways to do lip filler treatments. There are lots of different outcomes and styles of lips that we could pursue. But what's most important is what the client wants. As an example, a client may want a lip with a very, very sharply defined border. That may be their priority. And if that's the case, there's a particular technique that we can use to help define that border. They may want to have a very defined Cupid's bow, or they want to have a Cupid's bow that is enhanced. Well, then there are certain treatments and certain techniques that we would use 
to do that. Maybe they want to have a general fullness of the lips, but they really don't want to change the shape of their lips much at all. There are certain techniques that go along with that as well. And so hopefully that gives you an idea of the subtleties when it comes to planning out a non-surgical lip augmentation treatment. Now, once we have done that, in the case of my clinic, we take before pictures so that we can document what the lips look like prior to the treatment. And of course, we do post photos as well so we can compare. One of the things that's very important is then to minimize any discomfort. One of the pillars of my practice is enjoyable experiences and comfort. The lips are a sensitive area. So what we will do is we will put on a topical numbing cream. We leave this in place for 20 to 30 minutes, sometimes longer, and that essentially numbs the lips so that when we start doing the procedure and start using the needles, you don't feel it anywhere near as much. Now, I'm not going to make promises that I can't keep, and I'm never going to promise that a procedure will be absolutely 100% pain-free because I can never make that promise. And anybody who does make that promise to you, then question that. But what I will promise you is that I will do my very best to make it as comfortable as possible. And again, that means using the numbing cream. Once that has been in place for a long enough time, we then remove that numbing cream and then we start using the filler with very, very tiny needles. Typically, I take the filler from the syringe and then I split it up into even smaller syringes and needles so that I can have extreme control of the needle and the needle itself is very tiny. Most of the fillers have some freezing in them as well. So when I inject a little bit of the filler, it has some freezing. When I then go and inject a different part of the lip, if at all possible, I will use the location where I injected the previous filler so that I can overlap and be injecting into an area where there has already been some freezing in place. And that can help to make the procedure more comfortable as well. We then go about filling the lip using a number of different techniques, whether it be working on the border, whether it be bulking up the main portion of the lips, whether it be enhancing the cupid's bow, whether it be enhancing the philtrum, which are the two ridges on the upper lip. And we go about slowly but surely filling up the lip in the way that uh, would be most appropriate for your treatment. We do the top lip, we do the bottom lip, and all the while I'm taking into account your personalized appearance, the way your skin is, your natural shape of the lips, and then we have a look at the outcome. I do also wanna mention that there are a number of variables that affect the way the lips can be filled. Certainly age is one of them, the quality of the skin, the shape of the lips, the size of the lips, and all of these things have to be taken into account. And that's one of my other pillars of my practice, customized, personalized treatments, where we take into account your personal lips. Once that is done, what I will often do is then massage the lips using my fingers and perhaps a little bit of cream. And the idea behind that is to make sure that the filler that has been placed has a very even distribution and that it feels smooth. I may even feel inside the mouth, just inside the lip to make sure that there are no lumps or bumps there. And we can massage the lips to make sure that the lips are as smooth as we possibly can have them. One of the other things that 
I always am looking out for and minimizing is the possibility of risks or complications of the treatment. Sometimes you do get some bruising. This is sometimes unavoidable. I do my best to avoid that, but sometimes it just happens with the lips having a lot of blood supply to them. And sometimes when the needle goes in, you may end up getting a little bit of bruising. Also, immediately after the procedure, the lips can be swollen and they will actually appear less swollen over the next 24 to 48 hours. So sometimes after lip treatment, a client may say well, they look pretty swollen and I can reassure them and say, well, if they look a little bit too big for you right now, they're actually gonna come down a bit because the swelling subsides in the next 24 to 48 hours. The other thing that I'm always on the lookout for is in case a little bit of filler goes into a blood vessel, I'm looking for any changes in the skin. And this is something that if were to happen, then we have some safety procedures where we can dissolve that filler in the blood vessel. This is an extremely rare complication, but it is something uh, that you should be aware of as well. Typically, the filler treatment is relatively quick. The waiting around for the numbing cream to work is actually the longest part of the whole procedure. Once we get going, it can take 10 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that to do the treatment, and then you are good to go. So this is a great procedure to do when you have an hour over a lunch break or at the end of your day, or of course, any other time, I'm happy to do that as well. So that's a little bit about lip filler. Uh, if you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Dr. Terry Fisher. Of course, if you are contemplating getting some lip filler, reach out to me as well. You can book an appointment with me at antiagingvancouver.com or through my website, drterryfisher.com. And uh, it would be my pleasure to help you to get those lips that you've been dreaming of. As always, I hope you're doing well and thank you for tuning in this week. If you have not left a review for the podcast and you do find value in it, please do so. And I would love to give you a public shout out here as well on the podcast. Uh, please let me know if you leave one of those reviews. Thanks for tuning in. I will talk to you again next week. And as always, be well. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Anti-Aging Insights. Stay tuned to discover more of the latest news, treatments, technologies, and developments in non-surgical cosmetic and anti-aging medicine. For more inspiration, to access the show notes, or to book an appointment with Dr. Fisher, Dr. Frame, or any of the other anti-aging professionals, please visit our website at antiagingvancouver.com. Until next time, stay inspired and live life well.